Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Peyton Doyle, host of The Peyton Doyle Show. I hope you all are having a fantastic Friday today. And today, I have a lot to talk about. Round one of the NFL Draft was last night. It, it was a good night. I enjoyed it. Not a whole lot of surprises, but I enjoyed it a lot. There was one big surprise, however. That, of course, would be the Packers trading up to draft Utah State quarterback Jordan Love with the 26th pick in the first round. I'll be, getting, I'll be getting into what I think of that later in the show. I'll also be getting into my three biggest winners and three biggest losers of the first round. But first, really quick, I want to talk about the one pick that interested me the most last night. The one pick that I thought was most interesting. The Las Vegas Raiders drafted Alabama wide receiver Henry Ruggs with the 12th overall pick. That was really, really interesting to me. Many people, had, many people had him ranked as the third wide receiver on the board, but he was drafted as the first wide receiver. He was drafted over his teammate, Jerry Judy, who was ranked higher than him, maybe potentially the best wide receiver in this draft, and C.D. Lamb. Those two guys were like one-two, it felt like. I feel like this is showing that Tyreek Hill is changing the NFL. Tyreek Hill is not nearly the best receiver in the league. DeAndre Hopkins... Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham Jr. are all better receivers, but Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous player in the NFL. He can burn you on a fly, and if he catches a screen pass at his own 20, there's absolutely no reason why he can't take it 80 yards to the house. Tyreek Hill is showing us that speed kills. Tyreek Hill is showing us that you can run routes and have great hands all you want, but speed kills is what kills. I think that's that what he's doing is having an effect and his success is having an effect on the league. And that's why Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver to be drafted last night because speed kills. And there isn't anyone as explosive as Henry Ruggs in this draft. So now with that being said, it's time for me to give you guys my three biggest winners and three biggest losers of last night's first round. So without further ado, let me begin. Leading off the biggest winners of round one is the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, when you have three first-round picks, it's hard not to be a winner. But like I told you guys earlier this week, the Dolphins wanted Tua Tagovailoa all along. They just didn't want to trade up for him. And the plan to get Tua at fifth overall worked out because that's exactly what happened. The Dolphins got their guy, they got their future of the franchise exactly where they wanted him and exactly how they wanted him, and every time that happens, you win. They also drafted an offensive tackle, Austin Jackson, out of USC to protect Tua, and cornerback out of Auburn, Noah Igbenogany, to help, to help improve that secondary that needed help. So the Dolphins are definitely winners. The next team that won is Tampa Bay. Tom Brady and the Bucks got a huge steal at 13th by drafting Iowa offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs. He has great potential to maybe become an all-pro offensive lineman. And on most mock drafts, he was the first offensive lineman off the board. So he certainly was not projected to fall all the way to 13th where they drafted him. And now, 43-year-old Tom Brady has more protection, so I'm sure... He's really happy about it too. The Bucs got a steal at 13 and made Tom Brady happy. So for that, 
they're winners. Also, another winner that I'm thinking of now, it really, real quickly, is Arizona. Well, I'm giving you guys an extra winner. Arizona won. Not a lot of people expected Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson to fall to them at number eight, but he did. And while they may have needed an offensive lineman or, or another position, they drafted him anyways. And that could be a real steal. Isaiah Simmons is potentially an all-pro at more than one position, much like Khalil Mack was when he was an all-pro at linebacker and defensive end. He'll help out that defense a lot, especially in a highly contested division like the NFC West. Simmons one week can shut down Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, and then next week sack Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson three times. He's that diverse of a playmaker, and he could be a real stud. The Cardinals, they really got an absolute steal with that. He's a game changer on the defensive side of the ball. And if he's anything like Khalil Mack, that's that's Hall of Fame level right there. But really, the biggest winner of this first round is Justin Herbert. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. A young quarterback needs three things. They need a good O-line. They need a good running game that they can rely on consistently and stability, a stable organization. The Chargers check all three of these boxes. Austin Eckler is a nice running back who can catch out of the backfield as well. They signed Brian Bolaga and traded for Trey Turner, so that's two Pro Bowl offensive linemen that they added this season. They're also stable. Since 2002, they've really only had two starting quarterbacks, and those quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Now, there's also no pressure on Herbert to be great immediately. He might not even start at all this season, and honestly, that team is making the playoffs without him anyways. I think Tyrod Taylor can take them to the playoffs. I said that in a previous episode as well. So there's no pressure on him to come in and and carry his team and light the world on fire. He could take time, develop, maybe sit for a few games this year and come in later in the year, or sit, not even play this year at all. I believe this is a playoff-caliber roster with or without Justin Herbert as their starting quarterback. So that that's a great situation because that's minimal pressure on him for a top 10 quarterback where there's normally a lot of pressure on top 10 quarterbacks. Now it's time for me to talk about the three biggest losers of the first round. Leading off this list, I have running backs, all running backs. The only running back taken in the first round was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, out of LSU. Kansas City took him with the last pick of the round. Running backs are not in a good spot right now in the NFL. It's a passing league. It's passing orientated. Let's face it. Teams aren't looking for an Ezekiel Elliott or Derrick Henry. In fact, if I were to ask you guys who is more valuable to their team, Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry, I'm sure more than 90% of you would agree when I say it's Derrick Henry. And you would all say it's Derrick Henry as well. But who just got a four-year, $118 million extension and who just got franchise tagged? The running back by committee strategy is rapidly increasing in popularity. And it was evident last night in the first round because we had guys like uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. There's another running back out of Swift, out of uh, Georgia, who's extremely talented, falling out of the first round because teams aren't looking for running backs anymore. They realize you could do running back by committee. I mean, Damian Williams is good, and he had a great, great 
postseason and a great game in the Super Bowl as well. Some thought he should be Super Bowl MVP, but they they were doing mostly a running back by committee sort of thing out there in Kansas City when they had LaShawn McCoy and he was healthy. So it's becoming evident that you can win with the running back by committee and you don't have to pay big money to a running back and risk it a Todd Gurley sort of situation where you pay your running back and all of a sudden he he falls off a cliff and he he's hurt and he's just not as good as he used to be. The next biggest loser of the of the draft was the 49ers offense. The 49ers offense, they were desperate for a star wide receiver. Their only receivers worth noting are Debo Samuel and Marquise Goodwin. And Marquise Goodwin is always hurt. They had an opportunity to draft Jerry Judy from Alabama or CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma, and they passed on both of them for a defensive tackle. Now that's that's no disrespect to Javon Kinlaw. I think he'll become a fantastic player. He also has a great come-up story. If you haven't heard about it, you should you should definitely look it up because it's seriously a come-up story that you can make a movie out of out of his come-up story. But I just don't believe that defensive tackle was a necessity for them. I thought they definitely should have taken a drop uh, a wide receiver to try and fill Emmanuel Sanders' spot. But overall, hands down, the biggest loser of last night was Aaron Rodgers. And now this leads me to my next topic. Imagine being Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm sure he was thinking, okay, we, we could use a wide receiver to pair with Devontae Adams or you know, we could use an offensive lineman, especially since we lost Brian Balaga in free agency. He went to the Chargers. But nope. Instead of drafting pieces to actually help me out, you drafted my replacement instead. The Green Bay Packers did Aaron Rodgers dirty last night. They straight up just did him wrong. You you guys went 13-3 and with Rodgers last season and made the NFC Championship game. You could have been legit contenders this season if you just got one more skill play, one more wide receiver who's just solid and solidified that O-line. You could have been Super Bowl contenders this season. But instead, you, you trade up, which is a pretty big part of this. You traded up for Rodgers' replacement instead of getting better pieces around him to help him out. One of the main reasons that the Packers fired Mike McCarthy was because he failed to put talent around Aaron Rodgers. And now this is what Lafleur's regime does, does to Rodgers. This is what his regime does to him. It's not a good look. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would be so livid right now. If I was Rodgers, I'd tell Lafleur, you better not mess up the rest of this draft because if you do, I might want to get traded. It's it's absolutely not fair to Rodgers. It's not fair to Rodgers because Matt Lafleur promised to take pressure off of Rodgers and put together a good team around him because he was aging and he needed help. He needed wide receivers. He needed a better O-line. They have nice running backs now, but other than Devontae Adams, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's okay. Geronimo Allison's okay. They don't have another guy that they can really rely on consistently other than Devontae Adams. But instead of drafting another guy, they traded up to draft a project quarterback to be Rodgers' replacement. I'm absolutely disgusted by this move. It's absolutely disrespectful. Rodgers should feel disrespectful, just feel disrespected as well by this. Completely disrespectful 
<laughs> disrespectful to his greatness that he might he might want to get out of there soon. He might want to have to try to get a trade because they were really one wide receiver away from being contenders and they passed up on 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 a, a, a position that could have helped them out a lot more than drafting his replacement. And the fact that they traded up too means that they were targeting him going into this draft, meaning they knew they wanted Jordan Love this whole time. It wasn't like Jordan Love fell all the way to uh, they had the 30th pick. They traded up four spots for him. You know, if he had fallen and you said, okay, you know, he's just too too good to pass up. I mean, he just fell into our laps at 30 and taking him, fine. I, I mean, I still would have disagreed with the pick, fine. But they traded up four spots to get this guy instead of actually helping Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve that treatment. And honestly, you guys wasted away his prime by not putting together a good team around him. He deserves a good team around him now. And that was absolutely disrespectful to him. So that's it, everybody. This is what I thought of the first round of the NFL draft last night. I want to congratulate every player who got drafted last night on making their dreams come true. And I wish them the best of luck in their NFL careers. So with that being said, it's time for me to sign off. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you may be listening. And make sure you're ready for next week's episode on Friday. Thank you.